2: This Hey, and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Sherry's Berries, John. Just go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S
1: dot com. Go to the microphone, top right corner, promo code HAM. And Hair Club. Hairclub.com slash HAM. Go sign up today.
2: Now to the Mint. John Lynch was on the uh, TK podcast, Tim Kawakami's podcast, uh, and said about the reports that there was a rift between the two of them. What was the... um. What was the word, the Brett Favre word back in the day when it was Brett and A Rod, not Chasm, was it Chasm, Chasm? It was a different word. Like Peter King wrote it. Yeah, I remember there was like a word that no one had ever used, and then it came up with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and then it was everyone was making fun of that word, Chasm. Nah, I wasn't. I don't think it was that. But anyways. you don't think
1: you don't think Brett would invite Aaron to uh, the Kentucky Derby? What a bizarre. Do rela- you know looking back? That relationship is very Rogers, right? Like are we sure it was all Brett? Exactly. <laughs> you know, looking back cuz as time's gone on, it sure feels like a lot of people like Brett, I, you know, and no one can dis- dispute, you know, his ego and all that BS. But are we sure that it was 100% all Brett's fault and not maybe closer to 50-50, which it might have been? Like is there a chance Brett just like, what is wrong with this
2: guy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, But this is what John Lynch said to Tim. I think Kyle summed it up as succinctly as you can when you respond complete BS. I would just add complete and utter. Because listen, if people want to speak to the effectiveness or the quality of our draft picks, everyone's entitled to an opinion, to their opinion. But this is the one thing. Kyle and I came into this together. I had a good gig doing broadcasting. I didn't need to leave. And I came in because I wanted to work with someone. He was looking for someone to work with. We talked long before we did it uh not long because it happened fairly quickly but we talked about what we would be that we're in this together win or lose on and on and on uh so what is this it's year three people are looking for things and we're very confident as i've said with the way we've grown this team and we understand full well that this is a production-based business now we gotta go win period
1: what would you guess lynch was making as the number two guy at fox
2: you know i don't know we've talked about i don't know Million bucks could be like 500 grand. I could make guesses. I I really don't. It wouldn't be a good guess, though.
1: Let's do a big range here. Somewhere between 500 and a million dollars.
2: He was doing 16 games?
1: Yeah. But I I would imagine he did other stuff. Maybe he didn't. I
2: I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, to me, he'd have to be making. This is going to sound, when you do the per game, it's going to sound low. I mean, I'm guessing he was making. God, I don't know. At least fifteen thousand a game, but you multiply that only—that's two forty. So I, I would think he was making more than that, but I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, let's go. Thousand my low. Maybe he was making twenty a game.
1: Yeah, I, I did twenty-five times seventeen. Yeah, Twenty five thousand dollars. Sound crazy a game?
2: I don't. I, yeah, I don't. It's hard. I, I'm not sure.
1: Would you? Would you do games for twenty-five thousand dollars? Yeah, I mean,
2: I would. <laughs> like, depends on how flexible they are with my schedule. <laughs>
1: yeah but even like when you do the math 25 times 17 Assuming he does a game every week of the year still is under 500 grand you're right it sounds a lot per game then you do the math you're like he was only making 425 grand but you're right then you take a Look, step back
2: and go wait a second only for 17 yeah, weeks of work
1: like exactly so yeah he, he's probably making let's say 500 grand okay which kind of seems low but you're right it should be that should be the number if he's only doing 17 weeks well he makes four million dollars now and I've heard he works a shitload. Like, he's not, he's not going magic here. He's legitimately in the office a lot. And one thing he mentioned with Tim on the podcast, he's like, you know, one thing I take pride in, and Kyle often tells me during the year, like, go home. Like, because I'll just – I'll want to be in, like, the offensive staff room or the defensive staff and just hear them, like, game plan week. Just talk about players. It helps me kind of get a feel for what they're talking about and looking at. And I think the one thing he values, right, is just being a part of this. Like, he got – he didn't come back for the money. He was already rich. He came back for the juice, the competition, and he's just a football guy at his core. Like I think he likes being around the coaches, like talking ball. Like that's what he likes. Like Elway, to me, likes that. But like if if Elway thinks you're an idiot in the room, you probably think about firing you about halfway through a meeting. You know? Like I think John Lynch wants to like everyone. He's just and that when that report came out, it's just I don't think Kyle is above. Hating people because clearly you see the way he is with players. Like once he's, you're dead to him, you're dead. You just – he he is the surly honor one. But I, I just think John is just too talented of a leader for Kyle to ha- not like him. And the, and John also told uh, Tim this. He's like uh, he's like our families do a lot of stuff together. Like our kids. Like our, our wives hang out. Like we – people don't realize this because obviously like we go home. But like we spend – probably too much time together. I, I I think John, at least maybe he's naive to this, thinks that they have an excellent relationship. And, and my theory and the theory we talked about on the show, maybe there was just some jealousy, like Sean McVay. It just, he doesn't have to do much with personnel, it doesn't feel like. And the thing I wrote in, the, in my athletic article last week, well, my rebuttal, again, if that theory was even true, would be like, well, Kyle, you make way more money than him, one, and you have way more juice in the organization than him, too. And as of right now, you've accomplished a lot less. Yeah,
2: like ultimately, you're saying Again, how much it. can he blame John Lynch for drafting Solomon Thomas? He has control over player personnel. Yeah, you're Kyle. Like at the end of the day, if you're mad at him, you should be mad at yourself. If we and that's if we assume that like he let him make that pick.
1: Well, because if if I was Lynch and I screwed up that pick and he did screw up that pick because he's not good, I would constantly throw back because the one thing my theory has always been: I bet Kyle did not like Patrick Mahomes at all. If I was John and that ever came up, back,
0: well, you, you thought Patrick
1: Mahomes was the sixth best quarterback in the draft. We've said before, there is a chance, and this is going to sound insane right now, that on Kyle's personal board, he had C.J. Beathard ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Do you, you believe that's possible? Yeah, I, I don't it's believe possible. it's possible. I'd say it's probably, like, more than likely possible. He likes C.J. McC- uh, C.J. Beathard, especially, like, I'd rather have this guy in the third round than take this guy in the first round.
2: Yeah, well, definitely. Yes, that certainly. Yep.
1: Yeah. Maybe he didn't have him. Hopefully not a better player, but just in that conversation, Like, I would rather just, I don't want this guy.
2: I will say this. I, the, the last thing Lynch said, like, I don't think they've been waiting. I think it feels like now year three, the pressure's coming on them. I doubt that they've waited till year three to feel the pressure, right? Like, like John said, I didn't leave the broadcast. Like he left the broadcast booth. I'm sure he felt pressure right away. Kyle.
1: There, there was it's pressure from, last year when Jimmy coming into his first year as a, I mean, as a full-time starting quarterback after the contract.
2: But I, I bet year one they felt it. Like Kyle doesn't seem like a doesn't feel any pressure guy, right? So I don't think this is new to them, like the put-up-or-shut-up this year, like now it's time. Are they changing anything they do because we're all talking about now it's time. Like, okay, yeah, now it's time. i got three more years on my contract, but sure, now it's time. I think they've probably pressed from day one. Like I, I, I don't know. I, my guess how, is that's how high-level people miserable? usually are.
1: Remember how miserable Kyle looked when they were like 1-10? Yes. One. And
2: remember how happy they were when they won a game? I think part of it was because they really wanted to win. They were trying to win. I, you know, Well,
1: the, the, you who had it this year was Gruden. Like, fuck this. We, we ain't doing yeah. this again. This, I, I didn't come back for this. The, the money doesn't help with this. This is miserable. No one in the league wants to win. And no one that famous, that rich, they ain't in it for a seven-year build. Now you are, like draft develop, that type of stuff – but I, 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 I'm I with you. I, I don't think that they've changed probably one iota. I, I just think there is something to it, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the training staff, whether it's the wrong players. they got to find a way to keep their best players on the fucking field because they don't have enough of them to constantly like, oh God, you see the injury report for the Niners? It was pretty nuts. You couldn't watch a Niner game and not see at minimum two guys go down.
2: Oh, they've, they've changed that staff. So, right.
1: You know what? When I heard Lynch talk about it, Lynch or Kyle, one of the two of them, and they made a good point. I never thought about it like this. He said one problem was we wanted to streamline everything. Like I don't have time to constantly be monitoring as the GM. You know, should this guy be lifting? How many reps should he get at practice? Is he in the training table? So they basically just put the weight room and the training staff and the doctors. They hired one guy to be kind of the czar, and everyone answers to them, and they're all on the same schedule. So the weight room guy is never searching for the training camp guy or training table guy. Is one, the doctor, they're all on the same page, and I think that they felt. Now again, this get better is going to translate to less injuries. We're about to find out, but they just there was a miscommunication in these different departments, and maybe that happens with the amount of turnover the Niners have had, right? For all these new coaches, different way of doing things. Probably even the trainer would tell you, well, I had four coaches in four years. Just everyone, you know, Chip had all these ideas, and Tom Sula didn't know fucking his ass from his elbows, and Harbaugh just drive you nuts. Now, Kyle was much easier to talk to, but he doesn't care. You know, it's just, it's probably hard. It's just, it it's just a matter of probably inevitable. If you have four straight coaches in four straight years, Some of the holdovers, it's just hard in different departments, non-coaching. It's hard to know what's going on probably all the time.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today